Even better than the real thing, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. Spurs move the post and Rory Delap has a son. It's Friday, 25th of September. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Eddie Russell. And I'm Luke Moore. Welcome, everybody, to this fabulous Friday. Before we get into all that beautiful football chutney, oh, Andy, you and Dotton had Lars on on the continent yesterday. How did it go? What did you talk about? It was uh, a wonderful occasion. And, uh, of course, we got the big names involved. We were talking about the future of Kylian Mbappe, Luis Suarez, and could he be the signing that changes Atletico Mm. season? And given the esteemed company, I think Schalke would have been quite happy to have snuck under the door and say, well, we lost 8-0 to Bayern, but we got on with these <laughs> got big guys. Got yeah. <laughs> They'll take that. Yeah. Indeed they will. Well, search Football Ramble Presents and subscribe to make sure you didn't miss out on an episode of On the Continent. It's the only place you need for the best European football chat. Here, You'd here. agree with that, Andy, wouldn't you? <laughs> I would agree with that. Wholeheartedly. Yes. <laughs> Wholeheartedly. Andy, would you agree that you are, the, in fact, the best? Look, I'm not saying it. Yeah. Okay. Marcus, would you say Andy's the best? I mean, he did nod and take his top off. (laughs) Swirl it round his head. head. He's now got his tie around his forehead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sadly, we're being filmed, so you can't prove that. Indeed, yeah, yeah. He would have taken his trousers off as well if his beloved Sevilla had won the Super Cup last night, but they didn't. They had a chance to win it, Andy, at the end of the 90. They had a chance, Marcus, but it was one chance um, that, that they had been under the cosh for quite a lot of that game and why I thought Sevilla could take Bayern the distance before this and mm. I, I can't think of a team that's been that's given Bayern that much trouble in, in, in recent months or perhaps even under the Hansi Flick reign um, uh, they, they can absorb pressure mm. and we saw that in the Europa League in, in, in Germany didn't mm-hmm. we um, Jules Koundé um, again I thought underlined why Manchester City is so interested in him Apart from the bit where he snapped Lewandowski in half, although you know maybe that's a positive. Who, who knows? Mm-hmm. Depends on your outlook for a, indeed, yeah. A, yeah. For, a, for a big defender, but um, yeah, that, they they had the chance to win it. <sighs> would they have stolen it? They they would have stolen it. I I, I think. And, I understand. Um, what, look, the right team won, Andy. I don't, yeah, I don't think did. anybody's questioning that. But in the in the in the sort of the the the, the sort of finer points of the game, Luke, it was one all. There was a few minutes left. They had a one on one, and it was a great save from Neuer. And I was thinking to myself, Oh, can Andy. you give him the full title, twenty fourteen World Cup, Neuer? Yeah, it was a bit that, wasn't it? It was. And, and the reason that happened, Marcus, is because Bayern Munich are the team of the simulation that controls all of us in this universe. Indeed. And they will not be stopped <laughs> unless unless Jose Mourinho sends a team from the future ah. to, to, to stop them. But we'll wait and see. I mean, at the moment, he can't even get the goalposts that he wants. No. So, so. Yeah, no, it, was, it, was, it was a good one for Bayern. And as you say, the right team won, blah, 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 blah. But there was a lot of European football last night. And said, what all that business with the goalposts with Spurs? We suddenly have pictures emerging on social media of Jose Mourinho going out and trying to touch the crossbar. Look, it's tiny. I'm only five foot two. Yeah, look what I can do. <laughs> the thing is, of course, he would know intuitively because, mm. of course, his dad was a goalkeeper. Yes. He was. And do you think, do you think that's going to be the next in Jose's kind of armory of deflection tactics, which oh, will yeah. have to be employed at some oh, yeah. point for the rest of the season? Oh, yes. Is they walk out on the pitch at the Emirates mm. and go, well, actually. That, is that regulation? Like Can like that like, uh, like Woody Harrison's character in White Man Can't Jump who can't dunk a basketball. <laughs> and, he, and he said, I'm not sure that's regulation, you know. That's what Mourinho's going to do. Mourinho is the, is, the, is the Billy Hoyle of Premier League football. Well, mm. I don't think anyone could have looked at that and thought, nah, it takes a thief to catch a thief. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poacher term gamekeeper. There you go. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting because, of course, you always think that the phrase um, changing the goalpost would apply to this, but they didn't actually change the goalpost. They just lifted them up five centimetres and they're like oh they were sunk into the pitch I'm, we had we had no idea Sorry. I'm, a, I'm a bit confused as to how that's possible with, with, a, yeah. with a proper professional setup. I thought you'd be they're rigidly in place they're held in position to avoid that situation and they can't be adjusted you need some kind of groundskeeper and, and a bit of time and the groundsman the groundsman staff to actually change them yeah I mean I've always thought if I'm going to measure a goal to its exact regulation mm. specifications I look at what the North Macedonian Premier League is doing so, it's a bit oh, sarcasm. Sounds it? like a dig, Andy. yeah, a rare dig. Yeah, um, like we're rubbing off on him. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be a serious, incredible yeah, broadcaster. I was going to say, sorry about that. Andy. <laughs> Since I've taken my top off, really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you decided to fight this war with us, though, so it's yeah. ultimately your fault. Um, yes, yeah, so some of the some British sides went through last night. Others didn't. Poor old Motherwell and Aberdeen. They went out, sadly. So, so a lot, though, can't you, about <laughs> Yeah, the, to be fair, I mean, only one nil away to Sporting, although Sporting were missing players due to 
um, uh, testing positive for, for, for COVID. But yeah, that's right. They, they escaped Lisbon, in fact, to prepare for the game yeah. in the Algarve. Uh, they they shut all the players who had it in Alcochet, the the, the training ground, mm. and um, left them to recover from it. And they all went and, <laughs> and had a little warm weather training camp. When you said Alcochet, I honestly thought you were going to say they chucked them all in Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did big Sean Connery bust them out of there? They won't get out of there. <laughs> Not without the yeah. big man's help, certainly. <laughs> Which who would be the Birdman? Of Alcatraz in that situation. Which one's? What's who's the Birdman? Birdman's that famous inmate of Alcatraz. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Back back in the day, Eric Dyer. Yeah. Yeah, well, but it's not sporting that's got the uh, the eagle, is it? It's Benfica. So. That's yeah, true. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough European football chat, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> to the point where we... I, mean, I, I this every week. you again. Gave him his own show. <laughs> Literally gave him his own show. We didn't shut up about it. All right, let's bring it home then. What about uh, Liam Delap, Rory's son? <laughs> that's nice, isn't it? He scored and it wasn't a throw-in. <laughs> Do you know what I said to Andy before? <laughs> I said, because um, it was amazing. First of all, it's amazing that Roy Delap's got a son. Yeah. Uh, because it makes us all feel old. And he's 17. Secondly, he a was born of in, that age. He, yes, he was yeah. born in 2003, yeah, which yeah. is incredible. And thirdly, the first thing I could think of, despite the fact that he scored on his, on his debut. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he hasn't played much for Manchester yeah, okay, City. So he, he scored a goal for Man City. Yeah. The first thing I thought was, in my mind, without even being able to stop myself, mm-hmm. was, Oh, did he take any throw-ins? Yeah, that's right. Is he good at throw-ins? Yeah. Did old man assist said, him? Yeah, then Andy said that his, his old man was watching from home with his ball towel chucked into his chinos. <laughs> <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> it's a lovely finish, though. Tell you what, Pep Guardiola said they've only got 13 fit players for the game against Leicester City. I thought, oh, is he, is he doing a Harry Redknapp? He's after yeah. uh, a fullback, <laughs> I assume. You know, If all of us team together here in mm. this room after mm. hearing that, do you think we could muster enough for a subatomic particle of sympathy? <laughs> Between us, ah, I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to add anything to that party. I've, I've just done a scan of the room, and there's not an atom of sympathy in it. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm uh, very very uh, pumped for Brendy for brother Brendy. Oh yeah, big time. But is it is it mind games, Marcus? Is Almost it, certain. Is it Pep's idea of? Is it Pep's version of just checking the goalpost? Is he? But I don't think he's capable of mind games, though, Andy Pep Guardiola. Is he? he? Often when he gets into that, it's a bit Rafa Benitez. He kind of ties himself up in knots and uh, you know plays some weird sort of you know I don't know one. Six four formation or something, <laughs> is, is and goes passive, out of the semi final of the Champions League. Is the passive aggressiveness post match a, a mind game? Because I've never been so happy. Yeah. Literally, never. How, been how, so happy. how amazing would it be if, if, if Pep complained? If Pep complained about the players that he didn't have available for Leicester, they lost to Leicester. Yeah. Yet somehow that meant they were knocked out the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just shit the small print. That actually means you're at the Champions yeah. League now. Oh, not again! <laughs> but have they got? I mean, have they got serious injury problems, Man City? Is wow. that is that is that a, is that a, a thing? Uh, at the moment? I mean, you know, Aguero's sort of struggling, isn't he? And there's sort of one or two others. But I mean, yeah, one one positive for Manchester City is that you know Delap scored, and so that that'll give him some confidence, you know. And obviously Foden got the other one. Foden's getting more minutes. Guardiola said about uh, uh, Delap, you know, well, let's not. He didn't say these words, but it was sort of like you know, it's it's great for him, but you know, remember Foden, it took a while took for a while, him to yeah. sort of mm. bed him in. So their list of unavailable players are mm. Nicolas Otamende, Jao yeah. Cancelo, uh, Amrit Laporte, mm-hmm. um, Alexander Zinchenko, um, Gundogan, Bernardo uh-huh. Silva and Aguero. And Gareth Barry. Yeah. <laughs> and also, <laughs> they've, 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 lost a, they've lost another young into Dortmund this week. That's been yes. confirmed, doesn't it? Jamie, Jamie Bino-Gittens, who's Great name. Yeah. So, do you know Excellent what? Excellent people For people out there who are a fan of Luke's game, and yeah. you know, I appreciate the support. I think, that's every, I think you should say everybody. Yeah. Manchester okay. City and Dortmund. You can name two. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I ran a quiz on the, on the radio with Danny Kelly once, which was um, mm. 18th century parliamentarian mm. or academy player in the Premier League. Yeah. Because there are so many right. double barrels. Yeah. It's impossible to tell. Maybe I'll run it next week if there's enough interest. Borthwick Jackson. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Jazzy Barnum Bob. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> Must so, be uh, members so, um, of the aristocracy. No. Do you think, do you think that um, that's a re- based on what we just said and, and not, not having sympathy for City and all that kind of stuff, before the um, Man City fans... Um, I have an ounce of sympathy. With their bucket hats on, swagger yeah. down there in their parkers and start calling oh, yeah. us wankers. I do quite um, like that vibe. Is, is, that's, that's a serious amount of injuries, to be fair. It's a lot of it players is, out. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is, and I tell you who has less sympathy than us, mm. Jamie Vardy. 
Oh, yeah, he's going to really... Does he have any sympathy for anybody? Uh, he smells blood, though. He doesn't, doesn't even he? have sympathy for himself. We've seen what he does to himself when he misses a chance. <laughs> yeah. which is a bit, he starts punching himself in the face. What would he do to other people that he doesn't have any sympathy for if he could get away yeah. with it for crying yeah. out loud? My goodness. Do you think he'll, you think he'll take, take advantage? I, is that the thinking? Uh, I think he will take uh, full advantage, absolutely, uh, with big Harvey Barnes, who's uh, been impressing of late as well. More on, uh, more on them uh, in, on Forza Score later as well. You'd, you'd suspect so, wouldn't score, you? Yeah, yeah. Um, gentlemen, their, uh, their uh, quiet neighbours, Manchester United, are away to Brighton um, this weekend. Um, I, should, I mean, Brighton have been playing well of late, but one thing I want to draw your attention to is Bruno Fernandes, who's been, um, <laughs> I suppose it's right to say, defending his penalty exploits uh, in, in Manchester United's matchday programme. Um it's quite an odd one. He said, yeah, we um, we can't talk about a lot of penalties because everyone will say Bruno only scores with penalties. If others score them, it's no problem. They just say, they just score a penalty, you know. Penalties are a part of the game, you know. We need to score. You have the chance, but you need to score. I think Bruno needs to be really careful here because what is it about people who never miss penalties and conspiracy theories? Yeah. Go on. Matt, big Matt Atticiate, mate. Oh, yeah. Making the. Make, that, Matt, I, I don't want Bruno to go in that direction. Can I take that a further um, step and say that I can, I can in, in the words of the great Ian McGarry, I can exclusively reveal <laughs> that um, Matt Atticiate followed our very own Jules Breach on Twitter the other day. He's after us. She shared it on our WhatsApp group. She was uh, saying, look, guys, this has happened. Mm. So is he on to us? Mm. I mean, he probably thinks that these are our words, not Jules's. No, course. yeah, these are our words, absolutely. But yeah. does Matt Atticia think that, for example, the three men in this room are shape shifting lizards? For example, do you want to know just if you're his favourite lizard? No, I want to be his least favourite lizard. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's I want him to. I want him to yeah. be the supervillain nemesis uh-huh. in the Marvel movie of my life. Yeah, and I want to defeat him. Uh-huh. I, think I have it to might say be... that, that sounds like a very underwhelming. <laughs> I think film. it might be quite easy. <laughs> I don't think it will be very long. I'd, I'd either fuck it up or he would easily roll over. So. Marvel shorts. Yeah, exactly. Find it quite strange. Yeah, Bruno Fernandes. People say no, he only scores with penalties. Blah, 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 blah. Who is who is saying that though? Is that a straw man? Has it actually been accused? I, I've not seen the criticism uh, of that. I think it's a straw man. Yeah, okay, I agree. I agree. Yeah, and and Bruno spends all his time bossing other people around. So I'm not sure anyone can get. I mean, it's ironic me saying this, but I'm not sure anyone else can get a word <laughs> in. You know? Yeah, I I, I did. It's just nice to see uh, that he's a bit prickly about the pens, Andy. Absolutely. But he's got a lot more to his game, I think we could all agree. Maybe his, maybe his nose is out of joint because he feels that Jorginho has stolen his skip and hop. Maybe, but he's... Because uh, Jorginho has definitely taken that a level up and it didn't work on Alisson. So maybe yeah, but... it's kind of freaked Bruno Fernandes. But we've seen... Admittedly, we've seen more penalties in this country taken by Jorginho, but we've also, but, but we've seen Jorginho miss a few. Was it League mm. Cup final in the penalty shoot I think he missed? Oh, yeah. And then he missed oh, one. Oh. He missed one, the obviously. Kepa final. Uh, yeah, Kepa refused to go off. That one. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All the usual suspects. Um, <laughs> and obviously, he missed one the other day. Now he can't wait to get off the fucking pit. Well, sorry, when I need him for crying. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but Fernandez also said, "I know everybody is talking about them penalties, like it's easy, but you can lose a final with a penalty." Yeah, I don't know. Again, who's supplying his information? Yeah. Is it Matt Letizier? I don't know why. Oh, he... they're easy. I scored like forty-five <laughs> out of forty-six. Stop following him, but Bruno. It, it was easy for me to score this penalty, said Matt Letizier, because the yeah. uh, pitch was very flat. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying that at St Mary's had, no, would it have been St Mary's then might have been the Dell they had Wait, a, both. Flat, a flat yeah they had a very flat pitch very flat it makes it easier for him I, I don't like the skip <laughs> in the penalty run up as you guys know I think it's just pointless what's yeah. the rationale behind it do, do, has so it ever been explained to keep a move it's because you can't do the the paradigm stutter yeah. the mini stop anymore yeah. because in fact it was it was Fred one of my favourite Brazilian footballers, obviously, yeah. from mm-hmm. his time with Leon. I yeah. must have told you that story about how he arrived back 10 days late from the winter break and he arrived straight to the training ground with his suitcases still in his car and wearing a Stetson. I mean, yeah. that, that says contrition, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. But, but when it says ill-discipline to me. He was, <laughs> well, that, that's your opinion, Marcus. But, um, <laughs> and the opinion of the club. No when, when, when he was <laughs> taking a penalty in a shootout for Fluminense, uh-huh. he did like the ultimate Padagenia where he did like six dummies and then eventually the keeper went and he put it in the other corner and the authorities thought, no, no. We, we, we they put, they put a law in where they said you can't stop. You could, you have to maintain momentum. Is that exactly, right? that's it. Okay. I love this. I love, Bruno, you're talking about shooter. Bruno Fernandes is very close here to say, you know, penalties are very difficult to take and so on. I mean, obviously it's, it's not a given. They're expected to score. I understand they're not easy, but he's dangerously close to getting really annoyed and going, 
I came here for a shoot at. <laughs> I always, as, 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 as <laughs> it's always worth bringing up again. As, as um, regular listeners to the show will know, I always kind of fall back on the wisdom of um, ex Ramble FC goalkeeper Big Pav. Oh, Big Pav. Who, who, big Show Pav. Yeah, Big Show Pav, who's, um, who's, um, he's a president of a, uh, or chairman of a club in the non league now. Catholic but anyway, United. Yeah, but anyway, he said, he said, um, he said, if you, he used to say, but if you ever get a penalty, yeah. you smash the lever off it. <laughs> <laughs> I love being yeah. Next job. Next job. Have a squeeze. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. How would you say I came here for a shootout in Portuguese? <laughs> just, just in case Fernandez says that and we yeah. know. You see, there's never a word in the European languages for, for shootout. What is it? It's, it's like... Um, penalty competition. It's, it's, it's like um, shots of goal. Okay, just do it, do it, in, do it, do it in Portuguese and we can all move on. Yeah. Trying to think of it. Oh. All right, you did it in the second half. All right, oh, okay. I'll Sorry I'll about that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be fair to Adam, we we just bring that on him. Yeah, but he does speak the language. Though. Yeah. If someone said to me in English, "How do you say this?" I'll be able to answer it straight away. Most of the time. Yeah. That, okay, actually, for crying out loud! Don't test me on that. Yeah. Look, speaking English is not as easy as it looks. Uh, <laughs> quickly, Andy, before we move on, Alex Tellis. Uh, Porto playing a little bit of hardball with Manchester United. We we expected this at the time of recording. No deal has been done. Do you think a deal will be reached? And will Manchester United wake up drunk, uh, penniless, and nude? This this, <laughs> this, this is like a, a a much smaller version of the Jaden Sancho deal, isn't it? Yeah. Because why I was expressing my confidence in how easy it would be to get done, they're asking for about twenty one million euros. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah, 21 million euros for Bloody... one of the best left backs out there. I know he's into the last year of his contract, but what's what's their rationale? We we can't afford that. Yeah. We want to pay four million less. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Just buy him. I know. I, I was I was surprised at that as well. When I saw the price, I thought because even Tellus himself said, you know, can you lower it a bit so I can go? I mean, Par- Paris Saint Germain, who were who were very interested before, yeah. who Pinto de Costa, the president of Porto, said had agreed a deal mm. going back to spring before COVID changed everything. I do wonder if it gets to a certain point where they're like, this is this is taking the piss. We've got to pay, pay this and buy him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, they've got a bit more time, haven't they? I mean, the problem with Sancho is that. I mean, we don't want to go into, go into it in detail, but because you've already talked about it. You can't run the clock with someone who's got that many years left on their contract. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Uh, gentlemen, Chelsea are away to uh, West Brom on uh, Saturday, early evening, 5.30 kickoff. Um, what do you make of um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek may go uh, off on loan? Um, I, I mean, I would like to see him get a bit of football because I think he's a decent player. Obviously, he's had his injury problems and so on and so forth. Aston Villa and West Ham are interested. Uh, I mean, at the moment, he, he'd probably choose Villa over the two. We spoke about West Ham, was it yesterday on the pod? For crying out loud. Lampard said about Loftus-Cheek, there's, there's a lot more to come from, from, from Ruben, but the nature of this game is very reactionary. So unfortunately, people will say it is if they see it without knowing the story behind the scenes. Well, what are people saying? I think that's maybe a little unfair because mm. the, most of the things I've read about Ruben Loftus-Cheek and most of the people I've spoken to about Ruben Loftus-Cheek have really not said... He's not good enough. No mm. one said that. No, they've all said they've all sort of expressed concern for his physical state and, and say that maybe yeah. he needs a bit of work in a place that's a little less pressured than Chelsea, and maybe he won't get the minutes to get himself back to that sort of fitness at Chelsea. I mean, that's the only I, thing. Really. I, don't, I don't. I don't think he's unreasonable. I, I don't really get what Fra- Frank Lampard's getting out there, unless I'm missing something. I feel um, the same as Andy, and I, I would just add that I think he's 24 now. And he's made what a hundred appearances, probably. Mm-hmm. He's, made, he's made ten, ten. I think he's got ten caps for England. Um, he's a really graceful player. He's a great player to watch when he's fit. And I, I think I'd like to see an awful, as as many people would I'd like to see an awful lot more of him. He needs to play football. Yeah. He's now not playing football enough. He's twenty four. He needs to. Mm-hmm. He needs to move somewhere. He's going to play. And um, but it may well be reading between the lines. Perhaps his his body can't withstand the demands of, of top-level football. But we're never going to find that out unless he actually plays. Mm. So he, he, whichever way you look at it, every road points towards him, him needing the move, in my opinion. Well, yeah, and, and, and as I say, Villa and West Ham at the moment uh, seem to be the ones who are most interested. Um, so I think Villa would be a nice move. I, th- I think it would as well. Yeah, I, I could see that. Would you, would you sort of encourage anybody to move to West Ham at the moment? I don't want to get into that. <laughs> you did very well. Yeah, to be fair, you, you said your piece yesterday. That was excellent yesterday. Thanks, Andy. I, 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 I really don't enjoyed want, that. I don't want to undermine a good point with a bad one today, so I'll leave it there. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's learning, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you another he's, thing. He's twitching, <laughs> frothing at the corner of the mouth. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it all in. Uh, yeah. We can't move on from this without talking about West Brom because Slaven Bilic is reportedly interested in Emmanuel Adebayor. Come on! Where's this come from? Come on! I don't care. He makes them up. 
<laughs> oh, they signed Branislav Ivanovic, didn't they? He's got a little uh, generator, player name generator. Oh, okay. well, he last played for Olympia in Paraguay, so he's all set for the Premier League again. He was a part of the Premier League tribute act at the Istanbul Bashik Shahir in 2019. Andy Adebayo back in the Premier League. Did he do anything at Bashik Shahir? He won the league, didn't yeah, he? Was, he was quite good. Yeah, no, but he, no, he, he left before they won the league. Okay. Oh, okay. He, was, he was at Olympia by that point had he in got Paraguay, enough? which was a really unusual move because, of course, he was partnering Rocco yeah. Santa Cruz up Love front. That. Get him as well. Yeah. New strike force. I mean, it was it was funny when you when you had Jamal Musiala uh, breaking the Bayern record for the youngest Bundesliga goal scorer, the young Englishman, mm. stroke German, he could choose for either team mm. um, last week. It was amazing to see that the previous holder of the youngest Bundesliga goal for Bayern was Roque Santa Cruz. And you thought, he was never 18. No. Come on. And Roque Santa Cruz has always been consistently one of the most handsome footballers to ever do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it definitely. Just amazing. But anyway, Adebayor, I, I, I'm not really sure if what Bilic thinks Adebayor can offer unless it's a kind of Yaya Toure training at Leighton Orient type vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently went down an absolute treat. Um, he, he did score goals for Magic Shear, that has to be said. Yeah. How old is he now, Marcus? And Kaiser is born. How old is he, you guys? Well, I think, what is he, sort of 36, 37? Okay, right. Something like that. Um, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, it's fair to say he's, he's very much in the twilight of his, uh, of his career. He's on 97 Premier League goals, and I think he went, when he went to Palace, would that have been the last time he was in the league? Certainly when he went to Palace, he was mm. very keen to try and get 100 Premier League goals yeah, under his belt. Yeah, he league goal for Crystal Palace, apparently. Yeah, so I think, I mean, according to the, to the, the uh, PremierLeague.com, he's got, he's got 97 goals. I mean, we have to say, this isn't quite like Gibral Cissé trying to come back to football with a full hip replacement because he wants to hit the, the, the 100 in the league. Yeah, I know. I, I very much agree with that. So, I don't know, get him back in there, get a few goals under is, his belt, is, and off he goes is again. It, is he, is he good, Nick? I mean, I do wonder if the after Ivanovic signing, the Slavin Bilic question is, how old are you? I really want experience in this team. Well, I'm so old that I dropped the Russian Cup and broke it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. You're not letting him get away with that, that. No, I'm shout, really not. Shout out to um, Emmanuel Adebayor as well for actually giving us something to talk about re West Brom. So <laughs> that's also a bonus. <laughs> there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Brings us you nicely. Think, what am I going to say? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Billich goes and links with Adebayor. <laughs> and everyone at Ramble, like, HQ's happy. And it sees us into the break, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. Right, ladies and gentlemen, good news. There's a Patreon competition, a reminder that you can sign up and support us on Patreon, where you'll receive loads of extra behind-the-scenes content and bonus podcast episodes from as little as $5 a month. This week, for example, myself and Pete sat down for an episode of Ramble On, where we talked about Pete's fantasy football career. It goes as you would expect. I am playing um, a decent level at G-League. I get Venfra Kofu, Venfra Kofu uh, uh, promoted. There we go. A bit we of success. Are back in G-League 1. Marcus. Yeah. I only helped land them the Emperor's Cup. Yeah. Come on. There we go. Come on. It's the Emperor's New Cup. I'm 34. Yeah. Bearing in mind that mm. King Kazoo. Yep. Is eighty five <laughs> in the shade? <laughs> he is uh, still. I think he scored. Did he score a goal recently? I want to say he scored a goal recently. You and him up top. Yeah. No, I would never. No, I, he would. I would embarrass him with my pace and power and, and all kind of, <laughs> at, 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 at thirty four. Um, but I've landed the team, the, the Emperor's Cup. Then I break my leg. Why? Year out, it's season your out. Fantasy football I, career, <laughs> and you've chosen to break your own leg. Why do this? Season to out, terrible MRSA staph infection. I'm a, I, there, there's questions uh-huh. about whether I'm going to lose it. Yeah. There are questions about whether I'm going to lose it. And you die, and that was but the I end d- of Pete Donaldson's career. <laughs> oh well, my yeah. god, <laughs> Brassel's gone. Brassel has got Pete Dawson gets to choose in a Patreon exclusive bonus episode. He gets to choose his own fantasy football career and he has worked into his own career narrative a broken leg for himself. In the twilight of his career. <laughs> Be harder to come back from, wouldn't it? Why can't even recorded Donaldson get me? Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, on Patreon, we also run monthly yeah. competitions for our subscribers, and this month is, of course, no exception. Uh, it's another cracker. Uh, if you sign up to our Patreon this weekend, you'll be entered into a competition to win a brand new Xbox One or PlayStation 4, whichever you fancy, and a copy of the brand new FIFA 21. Come on. Simply sign up at patreon.com forward slash football ramble by 5 a.m. British time on Monday, 28th September. Everyone signed up before the deadline, including those of you who are already on uh, Patreon and you're already subscribing, will be eligible for the prize. Signing up to a higher tier also makes you more likely to win. If you sign up to our supporters club tier, you'll be entered once into the competition. If you sign up to our Ramble on tier, you'll be entered twice into the competition. And if you sign up for our highest tier, as well as becoming an official friend of the Ramble, your name will be entered three times into the competition. If you get to the, if you go on the highest tier... <clears throat> Uh, Pete Donaldson comes around and breaks your leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he lets you break his leg. Yeah, that's it. Because yeah. it's what he wants, yeah. remember? Yeah. Uh, so head to patreon.com forward slash football ramble by 5am this Monday to enter and we'll announce the winner on this coming Monday's episode of the Football Ramble. Good, uh, good luck. All oh, right, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for emails. Those of you who have emailed show at footballramble.com have had a chance to enter this sort of competition, if you will. And we have a winner. Luke Moore, yeah, Robbie on. Robinson. I mean, who... to, make, to make it absolutely clear, Robbie, you haven't won anything <laughs> well, uh, other than getting me to read out your uh, your email and possibly, when I, if I decide to, be a bit dismissive about it. Um, well, let's see how we go. Hi, Ramble, says Robbie. Just carrying on from the news that Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney investing in Wrexham. And by the way, I'm not sure if we said this yesterday, Marcus, but Ryan Reynolds is actually Canadian, not American. He is, yeah. Someone, I think Vish may have said something. Somebody... Vish as well. You can't get the staff these days. No. Um, <laughs> He said, I thought I'd look at other celebs who are involved in English teams. Obviously, your classic celeb owners are your Eltons and your Delias. Yeah, yeah, I think we can all agree yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, but funnily enough, there are Hollywood interests in other parts of Wales. Mindy Kaling from the US office is an investor in Swansea City. No. Yeah. And apparently, and I checked this as well. I didn't know this. Andy, you'll know this. LeBron James has invested in Liverpool. He owns 2% of Liverpool. Yeah, he was, he, was, he was given it as, as a gift by the owners, and now it's worth about... $43 million, I yeah, checked. It's, it's worth about seven times what, he, wow. what it was worth when he got given Flipping it. Yeah. Nora. Yeah. And apparently um, Stephen Fry and Ed Balls um, were involved in Norwich City alongside Dealer as well. So it's perhaps a little bit more prevalent than you think. I knew Fry was a big fan of Norwich City. I, I didn't know he was... Uh, Eddie Balls, who knew? Yeah. When's Ed Balls Day? Once a year, isn't uh, it? Yeah. You know about that, Andy? No. And Ed Balls typed his, he tweeted his own name on Twitter by accident because he was trying to search for his own name mentions. And everyone on Twitter jumped on it and it's become Ed Balls Day every year. To be honest, I think the world's gone to absolute shit since then, so I'm not sure people observe it anymore. It's not Ed Balls' fault, though. No. For what it's, no. For what no, it's worth, I, I accidentally tweeted simply the word Zlatan uh-huh. earlier in the week. Thinking, that's fine, people wouldn't think, care. Though. Thinking I was putting it into our WhatsApp group. Oh, really? Okay. When, it, when he scored against um, Bologna. Ah, okay. I once, I once, this was years ago. Somebody tweeted me, like, again, probably like eight or nine years ago. Oh, how are you getting on, Marcus? Blah, 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 something like that. And I replied, thinking I was replying to him, going, Yeah, yeah, not too bad, blah, 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 blah. But I just, I just tweeted it out there. So <laughs> the best version of that is Dean Windass replying that to himself, isn't it? Oh, that's class. How is everyone today? Dean Windass tweeted, How is everyone today? And then the next <laughs> reply was Dean Windass replying to himself, saying, Yeah, not too bad, Matt. How are you? <laughs> He's got the same name as me. Uh, Right, Uh, I've got an email here from Matt Russell who says, Hey Ramblers, as the football ramble has become the breeding grounds for the destruction of the beautiful game. I mean, that's been that for some time. Yes, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, you haven't rumbled us. Uh, I thought I'd toss in some additional nonsense. Uh, Why not make the penalty area a semicircle? Similar to basketball with the penalty area culminating 18 yards from the centre of the goal. Penalties given in the corners of the 18-yard box can be far from goal and feel cheap. Yeah. You know what? I think he's reading between the lines. I think like you yesterday, Marcus, he's mixing his metaphors. Mm. And I think he's suggesting the basketball semicircle, but he actually wants a hockey short corner. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's right. I think you're absolutely right. I'm glad you interpreted that because I was just going to... Cool, I think man. Matt Russell should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'm going to go in and block his email. Yeah. I... <laughs> if he wants to email again, he's going to have to set up a new Gmail. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly We've it. We've got some standards here. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's talking about us being the breeding ground for the destruction of the beautiful game. Well, to be fair to uh, Matty Russ, he does say, uh, if, however, this was implemented at the cost of points for winning a half, I want this email destroyed and this idea never spoken of again. <laughs> well, we can certainly promise you that. Uh, so, uh, so there we are. Um, interestingly, Dave... Dave Fraser, another listener who we assume doesn't know Matt, actually got in touch with exactly the same suggestion. Wow. Wouldn't it be lovely 
It, maybe if, that's another email address he's got. He's, he's, maybe. We've got him. Has anyone I'll, I'll had, had a look on the Patreon? I just wonder if the listeners are fucking with us and they thought, let's all send in the same weird suggestion at the same time. So we'll, we'll endorse it. Yeah, Andy, you've, you've, you, I think you've rumbled it, mate. I think so. Yeah, I think, there's a, I think there's a conspiracy that goes to the very heart of the deep state here. <laughs> <laughs> there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Show at footballramble.com to get your nonsense into us. Uh, chaps, Everton versus Palace uh, this uh, coming round of fixtures, Andy, this game week in the Premier League. Yeah. This um, section of the show, Marcus, might well be re- renamed Andy gets a good run-up yeah. <laughs> at taking the piss out of me for my Everton shout yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Luke said on the show that with a keeper change, Everton could challenge for top four. What can, do you reckon? I, can I let everyone down and say, I don't think that's entirely unreasonable. Uh, Ancelotti, he's acolyte. He's yeah. acolyte of Ancelotti, that's why. I think uh, fourth is quite open. Can I, can I go season. even further, gentlemen? <laughs> I actually think Third. that... Third. Lose game, it's lose game. Yeah. You want second? <laughs> Champions! Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think with the keeper, they could challenge for top wow. four. Wow, that's because you love Jordan Pickford. I love everybody. Yeah. Involved in that with uh, the keeper yeah. playing at centre back and Michael Keane going and going. Yeah, well, if you want that. Do, do you do you do you understand the point I was making about the Pickford? <laughs> do you want to understand the severity of what you've said? <laughs> yeah. Andy? yeah, I do. I, I just don't think that. I, I I think busy is the right word for Pickford, mm-hmm. but I also think he's young enough that he he, he shouldn't be written off. I, I think the interesting thing with Ancelotti is the fact that he, he will allow a player a certain room for slack, a, a, a certain room mm-hmm. to grow. Mm-hmm and a certain patience, and then that patience will run out very suddenly. Instantly, yeah. And that happened at um, Paris Saint-Germain with um, Mamadou Sacco a little bit. Mm. You know, he, he, made a, he made a few errors. Who he faces tomorrow? Oh, this weekend, by the yeah, way. And it's yeah, like, and he was, oh, it's one of those things, he's a young player. But he reached that point where he's, you're, you're not learning now mm-hmm. and, and, just, and just got rid of him. Imagine that. You, you, if you play under Angelotti, you're a young player until he mm. wakes up one day and he says, oh, so you're not anymore, and you're off. Yeah. I, th- I think the only player that, that's, that's ever broken Angelotti is Marco Verratti. And I understand Marco Verratti is quite hard to manage because he simply never stops talking. Like, yeah. never stops talking. Mm-hmm. You can see that on the pitch, can't you? When, yeah, when, when, same when, with similar to Bruno. When you see him. Yeah, that, that's it. Hmm. But um, I do think, uh, it's, it's not about the Carlo Ancelotti belief. It's about the James Rodriguez belief. And he will have tougher games than he has had over the last couple of weeks against a Tottenham that weren't really quite at it and... Still, West Brom, we were West Brom, but he has been excellent in in both of them. And bearing in mind that he's come off a spell where he's hardly played Mm -hmm. for a season, I think it's very, very impressive. The idea that he was going to be bullied when he could take care of himself in the Bundesliga is clearly nonsense. And Roy Hodgson's waiting for him. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. and I think we should and have Palace away from home as well. Yes, that, that's a thing, isn't it? We should have a note. We should spare an, at least a mention for Palace because of a very good pre-season. They've had a good start to the season. They were decent at Old Trafford. May not were very disappointing, but Crystal Palace were decent. And if we're going to talk in the first half about Man City having players unavailable, Crystal Palace have got a lot of mm-hmm. players out. Seven or eight players who aren't available to them. Essentially, and, Palace, and they, Palace are English Sevilla. You give them, you. you give them a decent centre forward and watch them go. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair that's show. true. And you're thinking, you know, Hodgson's got form in the Europa League as well. He has. There we go. Not with Palace, of course. No. Um, and I was just going to say, when um, Eze comes back, comes in, well, not comes back, <coughs> but when Eze gets to play, I think clearly Roy Hodgson is kind of bedding him in at the moment. Mm-hmm. Once he gets to play more regularly, I think he'd be a really exciting player. Well, I, I, think, I think we mentioned on here before, like his true value is drawing some of the fire from, from Wilfred Zaha, yeah. Yeah. who was excellent at Old Trafford, by the way. Yeah, he was. He yeah. was. He was. He was fantastic, and he's very convincing. And game a game like that, and he doesn't have those games often enough, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But when he has a game like that, you think, yeah, he could play for absolutely yeah. anyone, and he is worth as much to other clubs as mm-hmm. potentially as, as as he is to Palace. But I think if you go back and think, you know, when you had Prime Zaha and Prime Balassi, mm-hmm. Palace was super fun yeah. to watch. Yeah. And if you can have that, mm-hmm. does it really matter if you haven't got an absolute stone cold striker that you can hang out on? But ben Take will be back soon. Exactly. Ben Take will be back soon. With those, with those players, the sort of quick wingers, really, sort of suggesting is that actually under Hodgson's system, that they fit in all right there. Mm. Hit them on the break, got a lot of the pitch to run in. We saw with with uh, what happened with Zahar. It's often the games that they're supposed to win, or at least, you know, the three points are there rather than going away to some of the bigger sides. Um, but yeah, I did. I predicted them to beat Manchester United, but by the odd goal, and if you they went and that, scored three, that, that, that was very impressive. And if you've, you. got, if you've got the, <laughs> if you've got the flanks completely covered, of course, we're nearing my Palace Nirvana of. <laughs> 
Patrick Van Aanholt playing at centre forward. His rightful position in the team. Yeah. There you go. I'd, I'd give him a run at it. They got, haven't got any strikers traditionally, really, Palace, over mm. the last few years that consistently score. So Van Aanholt can put them away. Yeah. Like, he can find the corners, Van Aanholt. Would, would you judge me if I asked if uh, Conor Wickham was still on the books? No, uh, we'll get him in there. I wouldn't judge you. I will tell you that, uh, according to my resources here I, 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 this um, is how I'm getting into the vault for Luke's game yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, That's he's, he's currently injured yeah well, obviously yeah. Just, just injured, yeah. Um, it's, it's, as, it's as you were with Conor <coughs> indeed indeed yeah, so uh, uh, chaps West Ham are playing Wolves uh, this uh, this uh, game week as now as we now call it Nelson uh, Semedo uh, has joined Wolves Semedo has joined Wolves from Barcelona Semedo yeah. I was right the first time yeah back um, yourself, brother I'm sorry cousins uh, yeah he's, he's 37 million pounds Andy, what do you reckon of Big Nelson? A lot of cash. Yes, I thought so. And um, and people can say oh, transfers don't really make much. And people are going to say he came from Barcelona, etc., etc., etc. I like Nelson Semedo a lot. I think sometimes he's not had the faith at Barcelona that he might have done. He's played a lot for Barcelona. He, he has played a lot of games, and he's never truly convinced, which I, I think is a. Is it, is it a surprising bit of an to issue? you that Wolves have gone down the road, road of signing a Portuguese player? <laughs> <laughs> well, especially in the light of the new away. Kit. Uh, they call me shocked. They call me shocked. They're away kit or they're third kit. They've just gone right. We're having the Portuguese national team shirt. <laughs> yes, the third Fuck kit. it. Yeah, it's got the brand in now. It is, it is beautiful. It's amazing. It's a, it's a beautiful shirt. shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, he, but he was someone who came from Benfica, highly rated. People were excited about him, right? And mm. he goes to Barcelona, and without going into another episode of OTC because we don't need to do that here, we could argue perhaps that. The, the, the conditions at Barcelona haven't really been conducive to players playing well. Maybe, but so it's a new start for him. They, they've been trying to sell him for a while, and yeah, they've they've never had any takers, and it's always been felt they they overrated him a little bit. But even when they were fishing for interest for him in the market, they weren't fishing at this price. Mm. So I, I'm not quite sure where the price is coming from. You know, if he works out, who cares? It doesn't really matter. I remember mm-hmm. thinking at the time they've overpaid for Raúl Jiménez who was not a regular starter for Benfica. Mm-hmm. And then he comes in, is a starter all the time because they don't have any other strikers. Yeah. And he's absolutely flying. So how he's worked before doesn't necessarily sure. dictate how he's how he's going to play for, for what. Yeah. And he has a lot of experience. And he's essentially a replacement for Matt Doherty, though, wasn't he? So Yeah. yeah. Which is, that's, a, that's a kind of odd move. They would let Matt Doherty go to essentially a rival and then pay loads more money for a replacement. He might not work. Samedo doesn't feel like that much of an upgrade. It's, no, exactly. In, yeah. in, in terms of price. And, yeah. I guess I, unless I suppose mm. Matt Doherty, I don't know, but Matt Doherty was just desperate to go and, and that was the end of it. Because mm. they, they didn't get much money for him either. With 13, 14? Yeah, I was very surprised. But anyway, that's, yeah. that's, that's yesterday's news, brothers. Indeed, indeed. Um, I'd say probably one of, if not the biggest game of... Uh, I say the weekend, it's on Monday evening, 8pm. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. On we'll maybe preview that on, on, on Monday. Liverpool v Arsenal. Tasty. Yeah, yeah tasty. It's, 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 it's tasty. Liverpool uh, got their cheapies last night, didn't they? <laughs> Some, I mean, I would say, I mean, they're playing Lincoln away. Uh, Lincoln's manager is Michael Appleton. Oh, yeah. Uh, who used to manage Portsmouth. Yeah. Who I've got a bit of an affection for because mm-hmm. he managed Portsmouth at their darkest moment uh-huh. and actually did, in the circumstances, I felt like a passable job and seemed like a good guy. And those biceps. Yeah, he's gigantic. Mm. But I felt quite sorry for him. So I always kind of see him, I always want to look out for him, see, want to see him doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they got tonked 7-2, which is yeah. a shame. But the, the quality of goals from Liverpool was really good. I mean, yeah. the first three or four, I think, were all from outside the area. Yeah, they were. They've got a lot of good, good, good goals. Curtis Jones is exciting. He is, he is very, a very exciting player, very yeah. exciting player. And this will be a measure, actually, I think, on Monday night. And as you say, Mark, has been covering it on Monday. But is this will be a measure of how far Arsenal have come, I think. Mm. It's a good test for them. Because the two teams they've played so far, mm. not great. And also, they could have lost that game against West Ham. Yes. Which, which would have been... Very, they easily could have done, and it would have been very deflating in the light of the win on the first game of the season and of Amiens' contract extension, etc., etc. But but, I I think, without being patronising to Arsenal, I think the performance is at least as important as the result here. Yeah, that's right. Like like if if they lose a game to Liverpool, like Mm. they'll get over it. The world will get over it. Arteta wants to see the players implementing what he wants to do. Exactly. Mm. If they're shit or they get battered. I think it's an issue and you feel they're not quite back to square one, but it's people starting to talk about, well, he's got an awfully big mm. job rather yeah. than he's magic. Yeah. And, and before we get into, um, before we move on, Marcus, we started off talking about Roy Delapsum, but there was a really interesting article about the uh, Liverpool throwing coach in the Guardian. Oh, um, yeah. So it's well, I mean, we don't have to go into it in depth at the moment, but it was really well worth a read. I mean, because for a couple of reasons, one, because it was genuinely insightful as to how 
a top club is innovating in an area that you wouldn't necessarily expect. Mm -hmm. And two, because it would have sent tabloid journalists absolutely fuming (laughs) all over Fleet Street um, because the Guardian had done like a full long-form piece with Thomas Gronemark, the the throwing coach at Liverpool. But he's an interesting guy. (laughs) He He, he said he's been offered jobs at loads of Premier League clubs, but he's refused to work with any others. It would be a conflict of interest to do it. Well, he's an interesting character, Andy. He really should do some public service work in... Because people can't take throw-ins properly anymore. Mm. That's what I, you're saying. I, I, yeah. I know that goes above and beyond what he what he does goes above and beyond that. But well, Andy, I'll tell you what his thinking is. I'm the only one with in the world in the world. Yeah, <laughs> right. The whole planet. Yeah, billions of people with such in depth knowledge of throw-ins. <laughs> on this Tinder which is actually a pretty big deal <laughs> yeah. so not only does he make the, the, the bold comment about yeah. himself he then says which is actually a pretty big deal if no yeah. one's taking him seriously because football is a 140 year old sport <laughs> until I release the book I'm working on I'll keep my secrets to myself Oh, he's a big tease, isn't he? I'd like what to would see... be the ultimate twist I think in, in, in this year's Premier League title race if Manchester City said alright well Rory Delap's our new throwing yeah. coach I think what would be the ultimate twist, Andy, would be what I would like to see happen where the throwing rules just completely relax and we can always get on with our lives because yeah, yeah. they're just really petty and, and, and needly for no reason. I <laughs> Let's think. put him out of business and bring kick-ins in. <laughs> Where's your book now, you mug? Yeah. Imagine how <laughs> Liverpool fans would react to that. <laughs> anyway, it's time for Betways 4 to score. Uh, entry to Betways 4 to score is free. Uh, each week, pick the first goal scorer in Betways four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's apply. OK, Andy, game one this week is yours. Um, they, Our friends at Betway have selected West Brom v Chelsea. Saturday tea time kickoff. Who's your pick? Well, my first reaction when I saw West Brom versus Chelsea was... Branislav Ivanovic. Romelu Lukaku and Nikola Anelka. Yeah. Uh, but seeing as I can't have either of them... Yeah, they don't play or, for them. Yeah. Or Emmanuel Adebayor just yet. No, you're going for Cyril Regis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz okay. to build on his uh, yes. Carabao Cup success. Kai Havertz in the game one. Game two is mine. Uh, Leeds travel to Sheffield United. Should be a tasty one Sunday mm. midday. I've gone for Patrick Bamford, who started the season yeah, really well. He has. Yes. I'm really pleased for him, actually, because he was he was pigeonholed as this kind of not good enough for the Premier League yeah. type striker. Bielsa appears to have changed that. And damn it all, to give Bamford his, his credit, mm-hmm. Bamford himself has changed it as well. Fine head of hair as well. <clears throat> Lovely. Great to see. Game three is Manchester City versus Leicester City Sunday afternoon. And we've given that to our good friend, Vish. Hello, Ramblers. Um, yeah, my four to score this week for the Manchester City-Leicester City game is going to be Gabriel Jesus. I kind of feel like he's coming into his own and potentially about to pip Sergio Aguero as the number one front man. So, Gabriel Jesus. There you go. Mm-hmm. Vish has chosen Gabriel Jesus. Um, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Jesus. Sorry, sorry. Do you know Gabriel Jesus? Not, is, not having a problem he's with it. Actually, Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Not even, not even know that. No. Um, Gabriel Jesus is game number three. Game number four. Marcus falls to you. I suspect I know who you're going to pick here because you've got Fulham versus Aston Villa. Ali Mitrovic. Good shout. He not... looked like he was carrying a bit of weight to me. Oh yeah, it's all power though. Do you think he is? Uh, the, no. the only weight he'll be carrying on Monday night is the match ball. It's the rest of the Fulham team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is um, our, those, those are our four Betway four to score picks: Kai Havertz, Patrick Bamford, Gabriel Jesus, and Alexandra Mitrovic. Uh, make sure your selections are submitted before the first game if you want to play. It is, of course, completely three, uh, free. Further T's and C's apply as well. You must be over the age of eighteen to gamble, and do gamble responsibly. And for more information on that, head to begambleaware.org. Okay, you've all been waiting for it. I'm sure it's time for this. One of those games is quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. Yeah, it's got the shittiest jingle ever, um, <laughs> but it is in fact time for Luke's game, and it is a belter this week. Oh come it's on! It's a difficult. Look, I, I was really busy yesterday, and, and so I thought, and last night, so I thought I'll get it. I'll get the algorithm running yesterday early, fired it up early, and she's generated a number of different uh, players. <laughs> which is going to be quite problematic, I think, for, for both of you. But we'll give it a go anyway. Play along at home as well. You need fire in the belly. You need your head in the freezer. Um, 
It's and been... you need a pen and paper after what happened with Roy Hodgson last week. So that's you do. exactly what I've brought. <laughs> you do. He actually, he actually went out to the other office to get the pen and paper before the, before the show. Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember, because it was a couple of weeks ago, who went first last time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hand it to Marcus Speller mm-hmm. to go first. Okay. okay. I've picked that at random before we came in the studio. Uh, assistant producer Finn... Um, he, he oversaw the process. Mm-hmm. It was perfectly fair, and you will be able to send any complaints you may have, Andy, to the ombudsman. Is that why um, you're wearing white gloves? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I will file that letter in my pigeonhole. Do you know, Luke, which of people, course people is disa- any bin. People are disappointed that you're not getting in, in, in the uh, in, in the, the contestants. Seat. I know, yeah. I know. Well, look, maybe we could do that. Maybe at Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> give people a treat. Indeed. How clueless I really am. All so, right. Marcus, you Far are away. first. Okay, Far away. here's the pen going on. There you go. Just about heard yeah. that. Um, the first player has played for 14 clubs. Oh, hellfire. Right. And I have to remind everyone, and everyone listening at home as well, that a, a quick game is a good game. Yes. So why did you pick this? <laughs> I don't know. It's the algorithm. <laughs> 14 clubs. Step away from the iPad, please, Andy. Come on, Andy. I'm just using it to lean on. Impartiality no, 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 rules no, no. must be to on cheat the unexpected. On. 14 pl- um, uh, clubs. He retired last year in a career spanning 21 years. Yeah. It's Big John Parkin. Oh, my giddy aunt. Do you know, I've dreaded John Parkin coming up. Have you? All these weeks. Because I thought he's played less. I've no idea at any of the clubs he's played for. Um, <laughs> he's, give, well, he's giving you a clue there, mate. Uh, well, I've no idea either. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> played 14. I mean, yeah, you've yeah. got a ch- I mean, you've got a... You've probably got a one in about 15 chance of just picking any club and it'd be a yeah. right. I'll go three. Three? Can you three. go... Can you oh, have... No, I'll let him do three. Okay. okay. So three that John Parkins played for one at a time, if you don't mind. Preston North End. Might take me a while to check these. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Cardiff City. Also correct. Ooh. Well played. And uh, the last one would be... Uh, oh, bollocks. Middlesbrough. I'm afraid not. I'm afraid not. That point goes to Andy. John Parkin is played for, very quickly, in summary, Barnsley, Hartlepool United, York City, Macclesfield Town, Hull City, Stoke City, Preston North End, Cardiff City, Doncaster Rovers, Huddersfield Town, Scunthorpe Town, uh, Fleetwood Town. Sorry, Scunthorpe United. Sorry, Fleetwood Yeah, Fleetwood Mm. United. Fuck it, what am I doing? Scunthorpe United, Fleetwood Town, (laughs) Forest Green Rovers, Newport County, and York City again. So no one has run, I'm afraid, Marcus. Andy, you're up next. This player has played for nine clubs. You're 1-0 ahead. Nine clubs in total. Still playing, actually. Mm -hmm. Interestingly Mm. enough, sometimes the algorithm will throw up those types of players. Mm. If you get all nine of these, I'll give you the money myself. Nine clubs, Mate Vidra. Right, okay. Mate Vidra. Quick game is obviously a good game. Mm-hmm. By the way, Marcus, while Andy's writing stuff down, I thought you did an excellent job uh, last week hosting the special of it. Yeah. How did you find it? I, I've, I enjoyed it. Awful. It was, the hot... <laughs> was the hot seat hot? Oh, very hot. Always is, brother. Yeah. Andy, what you got? I'm going to start with three. Marcus, can you do four? Uh, I'm going to have to. You want to go four for Matteo Vidra? Aggressive yeah. tactics. This is what, listen, I get a lot of letters about this game. I'm sure. And the one that I get more than, more than anything else mm-hmm. is when Marcus Speller plays aggressively, it's the most exciting <laughs> uh, experience <laughs> in podcast competition. It's what competition. the people want. He's gone four. Do you want five? No, no, I've got no more than four. It's on you again, Marcus, one at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, four. How many did you say? Four. Four. Did four, I say four? Yeah, you did. Yeah, four, did clubs yeah. Matteo, <laughs> four clubs at Matteo Vridra's place. I, I said for. two. No, you didn't. <laughs> um, you can do two and then another two if you want. Chelsea. What? Incorrect. He played for Chelsea. Matteo Vridra has not played for Chelsea. I'm oh, afraid. I'm getting mixed up with Forsell. Oh, Mikel. Uh, you've done what I did last week. And early. Chelsea are ruining Luke's game. You that can't is, that be, is so bad. You can't be aggressive to the point where you don't think about the player himself. I know, it's piss poor. What have I done? Matteo Vridra currently playing for Burnley, of yeah, course. Yeah, well, I had Burnley, obviously. You know who he is. Yeah, um, and they do now. Started at v- Vichosina Gilava, uh, then Banakostrova, then Udinese, Club Bruges, Watford, West Brom, Watford again, Reading, Derby County and Burnley. Mikel Forsell yeah. did, of course, play for Chelsea. I can confirm yeah. that. So for what it's worth, yeah. that's correct. <laughs> yeah. But it's 2-0 to Andy and Marcus, you will need to pull something out of the fire here. Yeah. Okay, but it starts to get a little bit interesting now. Okay. Six clubs, mm-hmm. retired in 2017. Uh-huh. Joey Barton. Big Joey. Oh, big Joey. Joey Barton. Big Joey. 
Um, oh, Andy's very animated. How here. many did he play for? Six. Six? Yeah. <clears throat> it's really interesting how you approach this because you're 2-0 down. You need to make the right tactical I do, play here. I really yeah, do. It's really important. It's very important. Start of 2002, his career ended in 2017. Yes. Ah... <sighs> A couple, I think, off the top of my head, off the vaguely, I think a couple of disciplinary uh, problems with Joe Barton's <laughs> career. It doesn't ring any bells. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a number, please. I need a number from you. I'll go three. And Four. The, you want five? Uh... No, you can do four. Four, Andy, please. One at a time. Manchester City. That's correct. Queen's Park Rangers. That's also correct. Olympique de Marseille. Correct. Showing off. Newcastle United. I should have gone four. That's very disappointing for me. Andy Brassel wins. Yeah. Saw that one coming. Very disappointing. It is what it is. Did you have five, Andy? No. Yeah. Enough of that chutney. Um, three nil to Andy. Andy, look, we'll, we'll, we'll close the game out. Andy, you get to go first this time. Play for four clubs. It's Ali McCoist. Came too late for you. Oh, oh no! That's, pissed. that's annoying. Yeah. Came Why'd you do that? Which I, I don't know how the game's going to go, do I? <sighs> I've no idea how the game's going to go. Why don't you get more points? I could throw it back at you. I'm so annoyed I didn't four, go. Four, four, Ali McCoy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two? I'll do all four. Go for it. St. Johnston, Rangers, <laughs> uh, for the uh, Sunderland and uh, Kilmarnock. Correct. Mm. You'd have got one back there. <laughs> Final one. I Marcus. don't think you should have a family member on, <laughs> on that. <laughs> Uh, and the final Who one, Marcus, your dad play for? <laughs> the final oh, one that came out, he's played for nine clubs, retired in 2003, is Laurent Blanc. Laurent Blanc. Oh, Andy's uh, in pole position for this one, surely. Laurent bloody Blanc. Nine clubs. Mm. Three. Andy? Is it me to go first, sorry? It would be you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, three. Andy? Start with five? Start with five. Go on then. <laughs> Andy, he bid three. So you can start with five and quotes what you like, but five's probably going to get you it. So go for it. Okay. A Napoli. I forgot he played for Napoli. Bloody hell. Inter. Yeah. Manchester United. Yeah. Olympique de Marseille. Yeah. Barcelona. Correct. It's 4 uh, 1 to Andy. Yeah, there you but, go. But I think, look, one thing we've learned. No, from I let this, myself down with Barn. I should have gone four. Yeah, I, th- I think I think also. I mean, you can blame me as you have done for no, the, I, I never for the Ali McCoy's thing coming later. No, on. I was annoyed. Yeah, I blame you for Ali McCoy's being involved at all. I, I won't look, forget this more. <laughs> I will not forget. <laughs> this. It's not about me. It's about the listeners, and they might blame you for completely mistaking a player for another. No, player. no, no. That, that's fine. Yeah. It's on me. Yeah, <laughs> big players go home and look in the mirror and say, "What could have I done differently?" Exactly. <laughs> I could have you. identified right the man correctly. That's a right from the set. That's a good moral message to our yeah. listeners. and that's well. what Andy did. You know, he he messed up last week. Yeah, big time. Uh, and he's come back strongly. I bloody enjoyed that. Anyway, another edition of Luke's game. Uh, 4-1 to Andy. A great win for Andy. Kate Mason, still the lineal champion. She won't go near a Friday now no. because of that. Uh, we might have to press ganger in. can't hide forever, Mason. She'll have you to be back at some point. Well, or will the governing body decide that she has to vacate the title? <laughs> <laughs> Find out next week. <laughs> Indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Betway. It's an absolute pleasure having you listen along. As always, we're back on Monday for more ramble goodness until then say goodbye Luke Moore goodbye say goodbye Andy Brassel goodbye and it's goodbye from me this was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network